second snack break that we've ever done. Caitlin, what is your, to start off the snack break, which snacks have you been enjoying this week? What's been your favorite <laughs> snack you have, you've had the whole time? The whole time, my entire The whole life. time this week by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I've been snacking on cheese lately and lots of different chips. I went to a 4th of July party and someone brought eight bags of chips and different dips. Never thought that would be as enjoyable as it was, but here we are. Uh, Otherwise, the normal stuff, classic Oreos. We got some gummies, some fruit, lots of fruit actually. What about you, Lauren? Excellent. Um, I had some, they're called rips. They're just like little sour, sour strips called rips. And I love them. And I had them yesterday at a concert. And I was like, wow, these are great. They remind me of like sour punch straws. Sound like your snack. It just, I think it was made for you. Sponsor us. We're looking for sponsors. (laughs) I say this jokingly, but we really are. If you're rips and you're out there, I like your candy and I'll eat it all the time. All right. Well, that was fun. Welcome to the Average Climber Podcast Snack Break Edition. Caitlin, do you want to tell them who you are? I guess, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you fucking know already? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Caitlin Holmes. I'm a certified nutrition specialist who works with climbers and other athletes on their nutrition. Who are you, Lauren? Who am I? Big question. <laughs> Existential crisis on a Existential snack. Existential crisis. I'm Lauren. <laughs> I coach rock climbers. I'm a certified personal trainer. I'm a kettlebell coach. And today I'm excited because we're going to talk about set and rep schemes. Sets and reps. Um, and if, sets and reps. Sets and reps. Uh, and if you're like, what, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, well, basically, I'm going to give you a little lowdown into some strength training concepts that are super basic, but I think very important for you to know. And this is going to, your understanding of this episode will lay the foundation of some learnings that you'll have in our hangboarding part two episode that will be coming out a week after this um, one is aired. So this is important. It's good for you to know. And I also think it's going to be excellent foundational knowledge for the rest of the listening to you listening to this podcast. Because if you get this stuff, you're going to be in good shape no pun intended so (laughs) okay where where to begin (laughs) let's let's start off by talking about what sets and reps are anyway and also the jargon that we should probably know for this discussion because if you're just sitting there going huh then this is for you (laughs) yeah see okay all right all right (laughs) okay oh god (laughs) all right so Let's start. I'm just going to go with some basic vocabulary terms. Think of this as the beginning of the, the textbook chapter where we lay out your hangboard SAT prep session. Yes, precisely. Okay. So with, so a rep, and I'm just going to use, I'm going to use the example of just like a squat and we'll go with like a barbell back squat for all of these explanations, just so we have one running example throughout all of this. So, okay. One rep of a back squat where you start out standing up, then you're going to squat down, sit your butt down, and come back up. 
that is one rep. So a set, if I told you to do a set of five reps of a back squat and I wanted you to do three sets, you're going to do five back squats and then you're going to rest however much time I told you. And then you're going to do that two more times for three sets. Get it? Pretty basic, but it's important to understand. So I wanted to quickly review that. So a set is a series of reps, essentially. And a rep is one repetition of whatever exercise I told you to do. Pretty simple. Caitlin, you got any questions? You've been training with me for months, so I think you get it by now. But <laughs> I do get it. So to paint a picture, say you got three M&Ms. You have those <laughs> right now. You wait a couple minutes. You have three more M&Ms. You wait a couple minutes, and then you have three more M&Ms. Repeat, rinse and repeat as much as you'd like. Works no, great. No, as much as your coach tells you. <laughs> but honestly, I love that. Yeah. If you were doing a push-up, perhaps you could pu- you could do the push-up, and if you went all the way nose to the ground, you could eat an M&M off the ground, and then you go back up. And that would really tie this analogy together with the real world example, but I also don't really recommend going that far down in a push-up. but that's a discussion for another day. Thank you, Caitlin, <laughs> for elaborating. <laughs> that's excellent. Okay. All right. Now let's talk about rest period. So I did mention in that last example, I said, hey, and then you're going to rest for some amount of time and then you're going to go again. So rest period, that's literally just the amount of time where you're going to kind of not do anything before the next, you know, exercise that you're doing or before your next set. Um, And rest period, I want to call this out now, you can manipulate the rest period that you take in order to kind of determine what adaptation you're focusing on. And we'll get into that later. But if you have less rest, that will move towards certain adaptations. And then if you have more rest between your sets, that will move towards certain other adaptations. So rest period, pretty simple. Um, let's move on to intensity. So that is just how difficult the movement you know, you're doing is. So there's a few ways to increase the intensity of an exercise. You could add weight to it. You could do a more difficult variation of it. So I'll use, uh, okay, while we're going with squatting, I'll use the example of a pistol squat for this. So let's say you're doing a variation of a pistol squat where you use the wall to balance. You put your hand against the wall, you lean down and do the squat, but part of your weight and balance is being supported by the wall. You could increase the intensity of that exercise by removing that hand, then it becomes more difficult. So that would be increasing the intensity. Or to use a more resistance-based example, if you're doing a back squat, add more weight to your back squat, you've increased the intensity, right? So pretty simple there. Um, Another one I want to run through really fast is tempo or speed. So this is just the pace at which you do an exercise. So if I asked you to do, uh, Caitlin, have you ever done anything like doing a squat really slowly or a pull up really slowly? I mean, against my will, (laughs) heavy. Right. Exactly. So if you, so you could do, this is something that I always think a lot of coaches started to bring up during the pandemic too, because a lot of people were in a position of, well, I only have so much weight at my house, right? I'm not getting any more weights. Amazon is out of weights. So as a coach, I can tell you, okay, to make it harder, you're going to slow down. You're going to do that movement slower, painfully slow, because (laughs) one rep of a pull-up, maybe, you know, depending on where you're at, might not feel that hard for you. But if I told you to take 15 seconds to do one rep of a pull-up, that's going to 
be a lot more difficult. So pace is something, pace or tempo or speed. Y'all get it. We speak English. I assume that's actually very <laughs> presumptuous of me. But if you are listening to this, <laughs> I'm out of control. Anyways, that is that is another variable that we can manipulate to determine what adaptations we are working on. And then the last definition I just want to throw out there is the definition of resistance training. So resistance training is simply making your muscles work against a weight or force. So you could be working against, you could be doing body weight exercises where you're working against the force of gravity, or you could be doing other exercises where you're working against added resistance via, you know, external things like a squat rack, if you will. So Caitlin, any questions on any of those? Just wanted to lay out some foundational knowledge and then we'll move on to some good stuff. No, thanks, teacher Lauren. That's, no problem. I think, very clear. Well, so let's let's get into it now that we know just kind of the base level of the jargon here. Yes. So, what kinds of specific adaptations can you develop with resistance training? At this is the last one we talked about, so you should know it by now. <laughs> yes. So excellent. So we are going to talk about we're going to talk about strength endurance. We're going to talk about max strength, and we're going to ma- talk about power quickly today. So, and I'm just going to rip through these. And Caitlin, if you have questions, jump in and let me know. So, strength endurance is the ability to do close to maximal movements um, or moving cl- submaximal loads for a relatively long amount of time. So a strength endurance type set and rep scheme is going to look like this, essentially. You're going to be around 40 to 60% of your max. Usually your sets and reps are going to be anywhere in the realm of like 8 to 15 reps. It's sort of going to be that strength and endurance zone. Your tempo will be moderate. So you're not going to be moving extra slow, but you're also not going to be moving extra fast. So just a natural moderate pace, if you will. Usually for strength endurance type stuff, you're going to be doing anywhere from three to four sets of eight to 12 reps. And you're also going to aim for rest periods of 30 to 60 seconds. So you're going to have a shorter rest period relative to what you want to develop. So basically more volume, lower intensity, shorter rest period. That's going to feel more cardio-y, if you will. Um, Now let's switch gears and talk about maximal strength. So a max strength set rep scheme is going to look more like doing three to five sets of three to five reps, maybe even less reps, depending on what you're doing. And these reps might feel a little bit slower because you're going to be moving at a very high intensity and a pretty heavy load. So this is going to look more like that 70 to 90, 95% of your max. So you'll be doing slower reps with a lot of force. Um, and you're also going to have a relatively long rest period. So when it comes to training max strength, you're going to want to rest as long as you need to. And usually I would say anywhere from two to five minutes between your sets will be sufficient, maybe even longer, depending on what you need, but that's going to be rest enough so that your reps are quality and you can hit those high intensities in each set. Uh, Caitlin, any questions on those before I talk about power? No, super clear. I'm stoked. Let's hear power. Power. Okay. Power is where we get to start moving a little faster. So with power, typically what you're going to do is you're going to drop that intensity so that you can move with more speed. And you don't always have to drop. So there's kind of, there's two different sort of branches of power. There's one where we're going to do a lot more reps at a high velocity and drop the intensity quite a bit. So let's say you, you know, your max strength, we're at around 90% with, with 
power, you're going to want to drop to almost like that 30 to 50 or maybe even up to 60%. And you're going to want to be able to move quickly. So usually with my athletes, like let's say we've been doing goblet squats with a kettlebell in their hands, that's 70 pounds, maybe to convert it to a power exercise and to make it explosive. We're going to probably drop that in half. So I might say, okay, now I want you to use 30 or 45 pounds or maybe even less. And I want you to jump into the air as quickly as possible. So power should feel snappy, light, and fast. So that's sort of one branch of power. Another branch of power is still doing relatively high loads, but only doing very, doing very few reps such that you are moving quickly. So let's say you're like, okay, I can use close to my max, but my reps are only snappy for the first one or two reps. So if you're doing power training like that, then you're going to do still a high load, but you're going to move quickly and do less reps. But the name of the game with power training is that you want to move quickly, snappily. And once your reps are no longer snappy, I always say, uh, I think got this from Paul Corsaro. He always says snappiness is happiness. So when it comes to power training, if the goal is to develop power in your lift, you're going to want to move quickly. Snappiness is happiness. Um, and this will also fall into the usually like three sets is fine of whatever you're doing. And you're also going to want a decent rest period here, uh, probably on the realm of that at least one minute, probably more three to five minute sort of rest period so that you can have quality, fast, snappy, beautiful reps. So yeah, is that Jive? Got any questions? Any follow-ups on all of that, Caitlin? Are we feeling good? Feeling good. I like that it's a a nice range of yes. things that we can do to improve our climbing for different reasons. Correct. Yeah. And just to give kind of a one last little overview of this concept of set and rep schemes. So there's a lot of different ways to slice this, right? You could do a traditional periodized program where you start out with building that strength endurance base, and then you move on to a max max strength phase, and then you move on to a power phase. Or you could do something where you mix it up where one day is strength endurance, and this is just with your lifts. We're not talking about rock climbing here. We're talking about lifting and strength training. But you could have you could also mix them up where maybe one six-week period is strength, endurance, and max strength, and another six-week period is max strength and power. Typically, I mix them up just because in climbing, we kind of use these adaptations all together. Um, this is not, this podcast is not going to cover the scope of different types of periodization, but I did want to give you all a quick, quick overview of how set and rep schemes work and what these adaptations are, because it is a good foundational thing to understand. So yeah, Kaylin, cool. you think we can wrap yeah. up this snack break there. Excellent. Love it. Do should we, we should tell them about what's going on though. Cause there's a lot going on. We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff. Listen up. <laughs> Listen up. All right. You want to, you want to tell them about the festival? Yeah. So Lauren and I will be co-hosting a super cool jam packed. We just finished the slides up yesterday. So yeah. uh, we're Definitely, I can say there's a lot of cool stuff in there, and we'll be diving into sports nutrition and climbing training and basically how to just get better at both of those and how to map out your own three months to a few years out. So yeah. we're thinking, thinking and large. And that will be at the International Climbers Festival in Lander. We are hosting our clinic on Saturday of the festival, and let me pull up my calendar to remind That's myself. the 16th. The 16th, Saturday the 16th, 
Lander City Park. I think right as this is being recorded, there were three spots left in the clinic. So if you've signed up for the festival and you need to get in on a clinic, join ours. We're also going to be hanging out at the festival, selling our average climber merch, hanging out at the booth. We're going to have a jar to take your questions that you want us to answer on the podcast. So if you're in Lander, we want to meet you. Please come say hi. We're excited. We'll be just chilling at our booth, waiting for you to hang out with us. And probably, I don't know what else we're going to be doing, but we're going to be sitting, languishing in the heat of summer. <laughs> Hopefully, it will be a normal temperature. Sitting we'll with our fans. It, we'll be really sweaty. You'll be sweaty. It'll be great. So, Lander Festival, make sure to get get in on our clinic if you can and come say hi to us at the booth. Um, on my side of things, as this is being released, I have self-guided training plans on sale. So if you're a sport climber and you need a training plan, I got that on my website. I also have a 12-week training plan for boulders, and I have a 12-week training plan for strength training and hangboarding. So if you're like, wow, I could really use a training plan. I don't want to write my own, and I need I need something to do get in on the self-guided training plan sale. I'm doing 25% off through the end of the week, and you can get details about that in our show notes. Caitlin's just telling me about an athlete who is doing uh, Crush It, and she is loving it. Right, Caitlin? Yeah, she just finished up block one, and Hell she yeah. said it whooped her butt, but she really <laughs> enjoyed it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, we love to hear it. Yeah, it ain't easy, but it will make you better, which is the whole point. Caitlin, do you have anything fun going on in your nutrition side of the world? I do, actually. So at the time of this recording, it is July, and throughout the month of July, we have a pre-sale going on for <gasps> Bloom, an eight-week uh, group coaching experience for women and genderqueer individuals to go basically from confused to confident in their personal nutrition related to hormone health. So that's a big old mouthful, but we're going to talk a lot about things that aren't often talked about in the world of hormones, blood sugar balance and detox and digestion and <laughs> performance applications. So there's a lot going on there. And like I said, we have a July pre-sale going on right now. I'm co-hosting this with my good friend, Emily Smith, the outdoor nutritionist. And we're going to put some uh, a link in here in the show notes so you can get this for $100 off. And Ooh. spots are super limited. We already have two people in. So make sure you get in. We start in August. Nice. Sweet. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I think the internet, if, if the internet's rife with anything, it's misinformation about hormones and people calling themselves oh, yeah. hormone coaches that have no qualifications. Yeah, so I'm certified. psyched that y'all are entering the space. <laughs> certified period coach is not real. Just a disclaimer out there. So <laughs> oh, big anyhow. Mess. Big mess. <laughs> what does that even fucking mean? Uh, oh Absolutely it doesn't mean, jack it shit, means Lauren. nothing because <laughs> that's not real. Um, yeah, but Oh, praise, praise be that we have real professionals <laughs> entering the space to be like, please, let's end the fear mongering around the fact that hormones exist. Um, yeah, that's awesome. No, that'll so, be sweet. Cool. We got you covered. But yeah, that's that's it for us. Yeah, I think that's it. Welcome. Welcome to another snack break. Um, hope you enjoyed snack breaking with us. We hope you have a good snack today. And I think I got to I got to get out of here. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> got to turn this mic off. OK, y'all have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Average Climber podcast. And until next time, keep it average.